free people will never remain free if they are not willing, if need be, to fight for their vital interests. In this present crisis, government is not the solution to our problems. Government is the problem. Praise Yahweh and pass the ammunition. Restoration Hour with Pastor Eli James. All right, welcome, ladies and gentlemen. This is the Restoration Hour, and you're listening to Eurofolk Radio. Today is April 16th, 2022. If you pay taxes, the deadline is Monday the 18th. All right. I know many people in our movement are trying to get out of the uh, the, the fake tax uh, system. And our guest today for, for the first hour will be Daryl McClanahan. And we're going to be talking hey, about his hey, campaign. Yeah, hi. And we're talking about his campaign and uh, other related issues. So, yeah, guten Abend. Jeffrey, thank you. Okay, yeah. Okay, yeah, we have a lot of listeners in Germany. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Okay, so, Daryl, I know uh, you've been having – well, why don't you give us a little uh, fill-in about your campaign? How's it going? Oh, it's going okay. It's still in the uh, – it's in the stages of hoping that Eric Greitens would pull out and uh, – then Vicki Hartzler would maybe take the lead. And there are, there are 21 candidates in the race. And I looked up a bunch of them. You can't really make contact with them. And then of course the big wigs, they're not going to talk to you. Right. And we have Eric Schmidt that I guess is the attorney general who's would be third in the rankings. I was looking today at a, a Politico article. I think it was. And, uh, you know, Greitens is going to have to back out of this thing. He is just does not represent the traditional family. I've been putting up tweets and posts, and I don't mean to offend anyone, but it's in the article. I, I copy and paste it, and it talks about how he forced the woman. He ripped the woman's shirt open and spit water in her mouth and duct taped her to and took pictures of her for blackmail and forced her to have, give him oral sex and and so that was in 2018, and now it comes out that during that time he was a, a, a real crybaby. And I got told oh. some constructive criticism. I got told some constructive criticism that a lot of people watch my videos out there on Missouri battle flag and what happened to our family. That was a really difficult time, and I was a crybaby about it because I couldn't just go out and murder someone who was like threatening and really. I didn't right. have any right to do that. So all I could do is complain and ask for help. Sure. But this guy, this guy was threatening his wife that he was going to commit suicide. He would take her cell phone. He would tell her that if uh, she did anything, she would have, uh, he would have his buddies in law enforcement, the uh, mm. Missouri Highway Patrol arrest her or charge her with something. So, so in this NPR article, we hate them, but, you know, uh, I'm going to take what I can get that's out there. And this article goes from her sworn affidavits that's filed in Boone County, Missouri, that he uh, he did these things to her. And then he also knocked his kid's tooth loose. I don't know if that, you know, we, it's a divorce. People get pretty. But there has to be a little bit of underlying with anyone that's got divorced or any – 
he doesn't. Re- he's going to carry this to the Senate, and and it's going to be swept under the cl- the the rug so, in the next six years. I don't. I don't think so. It, right. He needs to withdraw from the race. You know, and I saw okay. Mark McClowski, who says he'll fight for Missouri. He pointed a gun at Black Lives Matter. Uh, he's right. putting stuff up about Dis. He's putting stuff up today about Disney, which Disney, you know, makes us all mad. I see uh, red eyes. A lot of people doing calling them groomers. People calling them out all over on Facebook for the pervert scumbags they are. But if there yeah. would be, you know, how come we don't have Epstein's list? We got we got the list of the of the people who were uh, given the Canadian truckers money. Where's the list for uh, Ghislaine Maxwell and uh, Epstein's clients? You know, we got a lot of uh, good old boys just up as high as you can get and down on your local community level, too, where people just do the same thing with the system. And I'm I'm sick of, of paying our tax dollars. You brought up tax. Day. I'm, I was thinking today I'm sick of tax dollars going to these foreign wars to give eight hundred million dollars to Ukraine. And I recently on my Facebook, if anyone's listening, please go and friend me on the Facebook and, and look at an article, give it a thumbs up. I'll respond to you. I'll erase it if it's if it's mean. I'll just I'll erase it. But a lot of people okay. I see will make comments and they don't have a page to comment back and they'll give you a snide comment or something like that. So the whole thing is, is about communication. You know, the Libertarian Party said, oh, Daryl's a Missouri battle flag. You might know people that uh, fly the confederate flag hell yeah i know people that fly the confederate flag and i don't have a problem with it and yeah. uh, the majority of missourians i don't think ever did mm-hmm. uh or people in the country until we have left this making it uh, an issue and something to divide and and conquer people on so uh what, what about so, black lives missouri the, black lives missouri don't, don't they oppose the flag <laughs> we have this i i wrote on this uh bruce frank jr he's a st louis representative for missouri okay. and uh i've looked at his page and he doesn't want to i've asked him to in the years past to advocate for jeffrey who was shot uh-huh. by the missouri highway patrol who we've talked about is jewish born right. jewish but he's a christian and the injustice, if they'll do it to them, they'll do it to us. But I, they all blocked me years ago because I've been knowing Jeffrey and advocating for him for six years now. And back, a bunch of years ago, I brought up jury nullification to him. I said, this is what you guys need to be doing instead of rioting. Take your community back. That's right. Yeah. You know, Instead of just trying to railroad the McClowskis, if they would have got them into court, some white people, it just wouldn't be right. They should have got a change of venue. And there's things in our justice system that there's serious problems need to be changed. And that's something I'm willing to work on. And, and uh, I do uh, have a lot of life experience and everything. I was recently reading about the Senator and traditionally he's been like, I believe it's uh, 56, 57 to 62 years old. So we have Josh Hawley, who's just barely, he was the youngest one at 41 and they've got a, a kid that was 35 and then Hawley endorsed Herschel Walker. A football player. They're okay. going to make a football player a U.S. senator from Georgia. Come uh-huh. on. I am an average man, and if I can have a conversation with you, and me and you have had some very good conversations offline, uh, and that's how people should uh, yeah. uh, communicate. And if you just don't like people, you just don't uh, talk to them, I guess, uh, is what we're supposed to do. Yeah. Uh, and uh, so the Neutrality the Act I wanted to bring up this war in Ukraine. That, right. that you know, we have a hundred senators who are responsible for this, and we got ones flying over to Taiwan and irritating China. Now uh, they've been poking the bear. Now they're going to 
uh, try to slay a dragon that can't be. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And uh, we we have these people interfere. uh, The the Neutrality Act, uh, Don Black was prosecuted on that. But then this, I just put a story up about a, a guy that went to Venezuela. There's recently been a mercenary killed in uh, Ukraine, and there I posted his passport. They have his passport. They're pissed off. They don't want foreign fighters coming to fight them. Now they've had this ship sank. We don't know if it's a Russian false flag. We don't know uh, what's going on because it's only what we get from the mainstream media. But I say we be non-interventionist. We do right. not have there, anything there to do with that okay. and giving them weapons. And we. We got. I posted a video of this James Yeager packing to go over there, and he's a foul mouth, <laughs> like a law enforcer, trainer, mercenary. He's been to two other wars, and through this time of peace, he's just been waiting to go get in another fight. Right. And as a as a senator, I would say hell no. Like uh, Lindsey Graham and John McCain went over there uh, giving aid for that coup in 2014. That's absolutely uh, yeah. breaks the neutrality act unless it's ruled upon by Congress. This is why we have a slippery slope with the gay marriage and everything. It's not enforced. The big money, the big money sends their mercenaries over there to do illegal things that are not done in the name of justice. They're not done in the name of the people. Yeah. And they're do- it's done with our tax dollars that they steal from us. So yeah, yeah. how's that for, for yeah. my pulpit? Yeah. Start making a bullet point for your next speech, right? But a quick question. So well, I thought Greiton was the f- for, his current or former governor of Missouri? Or former. Former. Okay. Former, former governor, he resigned in 2018. He was elected okay. in 2016. He was barely governor. He wasn't governor even two years. I think it was 18 months or something. Okay. And this sex, this sex scandal came out. Right. No, he's running for and, Senate. And I figured we'd never, you know, I met him in the Capitol. I was walking around in the Capitol with the kids. My wife had applied for a job years ago at this company. And now it's the company she works for, but it was sold and changed names and is one of the biggest companies here in Missouri that she works for in healthcare. Yeah. And we were up there for a job interview for her. And of course I don't go to the job interview. So I took, we only had two kids in and I was walking around the Capitol when he got on the elevator with me. Yeah. And I had, I had, I had actually went up to the auditor's office because I was the chief petitioner to have a, uh, Lexington, Missouri, audited back in uh, 2016. That's the hometown of Josh Hawley, although I didn't really know that at the time. Uh, And, well, anyway, I met Eric Greitens, and I gave him a card, and I told him there's this innocent man, Jeffrey Winehouse, and he needs to be let out. Right. And he said, okay. And he went on. He had a state trooper with him, and, of course, the state trooper who allegedly used to be a CIA agent yeah. I've been writing that on some of my posts. I post on the governor and I post on the other candidates and even some of the other uh, things, the other candidates post. I like that, that they're, uh, I give it a thumbs up, but I might make a comment about it. But uh, you know, Vicki Hartzler the other day said she wanted to do a bill hotel rooms for heroes. And I thought, man, uh, you, you know, <laughs> her staff's watching uh, me. They know Daryl picked up on that because that's quartering troops in someone's house. We just have too many laws. It might be a bad deal if some veteran got out and he can't get a hotel room right one night, but he ain't homeless. 
Right. He must be coming from somewhere. And God bless our homeless veterans. We need to be thinking about our homeless veterans before we do these immigrants that right. are coming in here. Yeah, and, and that that went and fought in these wars for the bankers and the politicians and 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 <laughs> and to be a politician is a is is a pretty powerful thing when you think of the neutrality act if if our government would say you are not flying we have a no fly for Americans to go fight over there in Ukraine mm-hmm. they are going we're going to settle this diplomatically and give Russia their way i mean this is uh you know people <laughs> are like oh my god give them their way they don't want any more than what they had. They were promised by Ronald Reagan, uh, Baker. They were promised and promised that NATO would quit expanding. Right. And right. NATO does not. The yes. wokeism that they want the gay marriage and they want the queers marching down uh, in front yeah. of the uh, the Kremlin. Right. Oh, yeah. Well, they're opposed to that. Yeah. So, well, here I have a, an article here. Uh, Disney heavily promoting homosexual lifestyle in their theme parks. And I've, I've been aware of this for decades. OK. In fact, I did a report when uh, my family went down to Disney World. Oh, this had to be like 1995, something like that. A long time ago. And this was uh, the day after the gay pride parade was happening everywhere. Right. And so I go into the men's locker room, and there's used condoms all over the floor <laughs> from, from, from the day after, right? From the day after they had the lesbians and gays there, okay? So uh, Christian families had to be doing a double take last week as Disney sponsored a gay and lesbian day in their theme parks. This has been going on for at least two decades, folks attended by over 60,000 gays and lesbians. Little children were subjected to the most <laughs> heinous demonstrations of homosexual dress and behavior. Okay? All right, so this is what's going on. This is from the cuttingedge.org. Okay, so Gay Day and Gay Days, as it has become this year, has been an annual event at Walt Disney World since 1991. As I said, my trip was about 1995, when a group called Digital Queers (laughs) chose Disney World as a place to meet face-to-face. And, of course, uh, Al Eisner, the Jew who runs Disney, uh, he's a queer. This year, the three-day Friday to Sunday event swelled to include 60,000 homosexual visitors. Okay? So I wonder how that will play in Branson. No, that wouldn't play in Br- Well, I don't know. The, the wokeism <laughs> is there. There's a, lot of, there's a lot of queers in, like, the showbiz whenever I – yeah. I'm a good-looking guy. I mean, I'm not, you know, but when I was a young guy, I got hit on by yeah. uh, queers. And, <laughs> you know, I was out in the living in the world when I was a young guy. And, I'm glad uh, I'm ugly. <laughs> you, you, can't, you can't beat them all up like the Charlie Daniels song, uh, Uneasy Ride. I love that song, Uneasy Ride. You know that song? Okay. I'm no. sure some one of the listeners listen. know. But I like it already. There's a lot of that in the show business, Hollywood, uh, the dancers, the whole male dancer thing. And like even the Dixie Stampede they have that uh, now it's called Dolly Parton Stampede. They had to take the Dixie out of it. You can't right. have Dixie in the Dixie Stampede. Yeah. And, it, and it had north and south, and it nobody won, and, and the people are eating food with their fingers. I mean, it's just – it's so stupid that that would even be a an yeah. issue with the name Dixie. It's just – they want it. It's a war on yeah. uh, white history. 
Uh, well, there, there's a highway just south of Chicago called Dixie Highway. Nobody's protested against that, but not that I'm aware of, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, yeah. yeah so uh, the nonsense, the uh, queer nonsense, has to stop because they're a minority. And uh, if you if you want to talk about democracy, democracy is supposed to be majority rule. So why are all these minority groups dictating our politics? Right? Yeah, because they're being financed by you-know-who. I'll try to avoid saying (laughs) the three-letter word so I won't get you into trouble. But, yeah, Disney. Disney is a major tool for promoting homosexuality, and parents need to boycott Disney, period, altogether. I think that's why they're uh, afraid that they have to have the Iron Dome, is I think people are really waking up to it. I look— I read everything. I've been making a point to read everything I can to, to so that I'm informed. If someone asks me a question that, you know, could, could yes. I make a good decision? You think uh, I could make a good decision? I got these little kids and my, and my family and, right. and I don't get any disability. We don't get any food stamps. Uh, you're, you're too straight. You're too straight. You need yeah, to... <laughs> we live on we live on what my wife makes. That really sucks. But who's going to take care of my kids? Right. And I don't do yeah. the best job. I do the job I can. And, hire and hire I'm a Disney, with a super hire a Disney housekeeper. Hire a Disney housekeeper to take care of your kids. Right. <laughs> oh, the, 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 the psychos that were picking on me took a tried to take a protection order out on me, and they called me a house mom. Wow. They said Daryl's a house mom. Okay. They're just saying that they know toe to toe. I'd beat their, I'd beat them up. Yeah, and they'd right. know if they ever come in my house at night or something, I would have shot them dead. Right, right. And, and they know I, uh, uh-huh. I, hey, you know, I can yeah. take a whooping, and I'm not <laughs> right. a bad guy, but I would defend myself or my family to the death. Yeah. Yeah, take a whooping and keep on running, just like the uh, what is it? What uh, the Duracell bunny? <laughs> All right. Well, hey, yeah. you know, there was a there was a great movie by oh, uh, Keaton, Michael Keaton, called Mister Mom. Okay. Oh yeah, that's an old one from the eighties. Yeah, uh, that would be an outstanding. Yeah. You, you could use that as your platform, Mister Mom, right? Yeah. And because all of those, uh, high, those are all propaganda, though. Where they oh, like sure. have the. The, sure. the three dads and the three what Tom Selleck and that was right. another movie in the eighties. They have the three dads, so of right. course there's no mom absent in the children's life. Right. They've right. been working on this mind uh, messing around with people for a long time on the messages right. that they message everyone. Yeah, yeah. Well, the the premise of the movie was that well she had to go to work and he just had to stay home and watch the kids and then uh where she worked, his wife worked, uh Terry Gar was the actress who played his wife. And so her boss started hitting on her and blah 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 and making her feel very uncomfortable. And so Michael Keaton uh t- took things into his own hand and went to beat the guy up, right? <laughs> So uh, and that was that was a really funny movie and uh, well done and uh, you know basically it was basically family values because you know we know who's responsible for reversing gender roles okay so uh, that's the situation you're in doesn't uh, doesn't shine any negative light upon you at all in fact uh, Michael Keaton is in your corner <laughs> right yeah yeah no okay. it doesn't it, I'm very proud of it. Uh, I'm very proud of it, and 
I, I haven't been posting as much many pictures of my kids as I used to and that I'd like to. And really what we went through was a life-changing deal. Uh, you know, and I'm still, I, I have court in, in a, just the corrupt judges and, and I need to post some videos and file some motions and stuff, which I'm going to do. And uh, I'll do an update on it eventually. And, and, and I uh, have God's protection. Jeffrey calls me every day and prays. He's really proud of me trying to, I tell him the news and stuff. He gets his, the regular uh, cable TV news. He's not on the internet uh, being in prison. Uh, so Jeffrey calls me daily Good, and, great. uh, you know, and, uh, so what is what did you talk I, about? I was, just... I was folding flyers today. I have some flyers with my names on them and stuff. And when we we're probably going to take a trip out of town, we're going to go uh, tomorrow, probably somewhere, uh, uh, get a haircut. I'm going to get a haircut, my little boy. And, uh, and yeah. um, maybe go to the store or something with the kids. All of us, we haven't got out in a, a couple weeks, you know. And and uh, any anytime we go out for years, I've always passed out the the prison ministry cards and the jury nullification stuff. So I just have one more thing to add to it. That hey, uh, as a Missourian, would you vote for me? Uh, last week I was in a gun store and a woman came in there uh, wanting to sell a couple guns from her divorce and. Uh, her dad was with her and the place told her uh, where she could sell them. And I asked about what she had. It was a little 380. I wasn't interested in it, but she was super nice, good looking woman. And uh, when the store asked us to step outside, cause she was showing me the gun and I guess they were uncomfortable with that. Right. So we stepped outside. They weren't that. I think, I don't think they were as uncomfortable with the gun thing, but I think they were more uncomfortable that maybe someone was going to buy it right there because Missouri has <laughs> private sales and we yeah. could just change some cash and I could have bought it if I wanted. But right. she told me, uh, she told me how she'd been, her husband had uh, uh, cheated on her with her cousin. And she said, Oh, it's a Missouri thing. And I said, no, it's not a Missouri thing. And right. and and yeah. I I said I think it's a I think it's a bad man uh, mistreated you. And yeah. you know I'm running for U.S. Senate. I told her. And I said, let me give you something. And the kids were sitting in the truck. Yeah. I got the bigger kids from after school, and they were sitting in the truck. So and the doors are locked. So I go over, and they uh, my daughter unlocks the door. I have an extra key too, but. Uh, I got a jury nullification thing with my name and I gave it to her and I said, you're not voting for Eric Greitens. And she said, Oh no, I vote for him. And I got me and my husband voted for him and I got fooled. And the way he cheated on his wife was horrible. And so I think there's a lot of women voters out there that are just, right. uh, that's one yeah. where there's 26 million here in Missouri. Right. Uh, I believe is the population. Uh, there's a lot of women that he does not represent. And Absolutely. I think there's a lot of people that Mark McClowski doesn't, he is riding on the high of that. He ran black lives matter off from his house, but the thing is winning. It's like this thing that I'm going through in Theodosia with these evil people, I'm going to win. And, and, and he said he would fight them all the way in court. And we know these attorneys, they've got secretaries, they've got, uh, all kinds of resources. He's worth a couple million dollars. He certainly could have put a nightmare of a fight on those people. Without, mm -hmm. And he had an attorney when he appeared on uh, CNN. He took questions from Cuomo that got fired. He took questions from Cuomo 
Mm-hmm. Tried to attack him on the Second Amendment, and he did good. He stood his ground on that and everything. But at that point, he said he was going to fight it. No, he got the governor told him. He's even said this. The governor told me if we were found guilty of anything, he would pardon us. Okay. So he pled guilty to a misdemeanor, and the governor pardoned him of a misdemeanor. And he forfeited the gun, and oh, he boy. did not fight these people. And we got all kinds of good press on him. Now they have this eight million dollar home. They've had all kinds of donations from good black people have uh-huh. gave them money, misled, have gave them money, and they've pissed it away, and they didn't give it to their local groups that might have helped a little unfortunate kid or some little unfortunate black child that might have helped them. But these, you know, and McClowski could be arguing that, you know, he could be suing them for breaking the gate on his property, and he's doing nothing right. to Black Lives Matter to hold him accountable except telling Missourians, elect me the U.S. Senate, and I'll, I'll fight for you. Right. Oh shit! Yeah. I'm sorry for cursing. He ain't gonna. Def- he ain't gonna help me. I got a recorded phone call where I called him and asked me to help. I asked him to help me. I had people standing. I have a man standing in front of my house on video saying, "You've done pissed me off. Come on out here." And then he fires his weapon. He committed a felony on video. Mm-hmm. Threatened me with the firearm, and then he fired the weapon in Missouri. That's called misuse of a firearm. And if we want to make a law for anything, we can. And I had another hater say, oh, you don't know anything about the law, Daryl. I know a whole lot about the law. I got a copy of the Constitution here, and we could talk about it. And I also got a copy of the Bible, and we could talk about any of them. And and I know know when I see someone that's full of crap like him and Eric Greitens and Billy Long, he's really smooth auctioneer. He's the big oil guy. He's another guy running, but I don't. I don't think people. I he's got a lot of haters on his Facebook. I I, I follow all these people what they're what they're talking yeah. about now, and they're t- mostly talking about a whole lot of nothing. Greitens came out once against the war in Ukraine. McClowski came out against it. I don't think Hartzler has. They're all riding the middle road because they're all afraid to make an opinion. I got I got family members who are afraid to give my Facebook post a like they'll send me a message and say oh yeah we like what you're talking about but they won't dare uh put it on public that they stand with me because you know they uh, daryl might be a racist or he's got a big mouth or he might not say something right but i'll tell you i always tell the truth yeah very good okay uh, yeah i I don't know if you heard the story about black lives matter i'm just going to read the headline here BLM spent $6 million buying a California mansion, and this is by Ben Johnson, April 4, 2022. The leadership of Black Lives Matter spent nearly $6 million in donations, that is other people's money, to purchase a 6,500-square-foot California mansion with the help of a high-powered Democratic Party law firm. This is your tax dollar going to waste, folks. A new investigative report has uncovered. Newly released internal messages show that the leadership scurrying to explain how the charity intends to use the home while they were using it for family parties, Daryl. That's what they were using it for. Okay. That's the story. Yeah. That's the story. And, and, and uh, that would be pinned to my Facebook page for him. And it's not pinned to his Facebook page. He's putting stuff up about Disney. The whole reason he's involved in this is, uh, you know, today I put up the death threats that they called a, they called a death threat in and said they wanted to, well, they just, they said a bunch of bad things. And I told them they're cowards. I said, come on over. And, yeah. and, and if they did come over, you know, they better meant to do something. But uh, he's, 
you know, I, I really think he's full of it. I like the guy. I think he's, you know, he he talks the talk. But I, I like Jim Baker. I met Jim Baker. I thought he's a nice guy. But he's a weasel. He's just yeah, he, right. he, uh, he wants you to be part of the buying. Yeah. And, yeah, weasels and, are nice when and they're it's, not a, it's a corporate thing. Yeah, right. They, right. I, I was there. I got a video on my YouTube where me and my wife went on a resurrection Sunday and I asked him to help the prisoners. It was a few years uh, after I was there when they were originally building the place. And I was there talking about this missing little girl. And a guy came over and told me, he said, Oh, you shouldn't be talking about that. Cause it, it makes the rich guy over there that gave him a lot of money. He don't want to hear you talking about dead little kids or missing uh traffic she's probably got traffic she was stolen out of las vegas so she probably got traffic and they were like oh you shouldn't be talking about that and i was like whatever i'm going to town with my horse i don't have to hang out here with you people if you want to be that phony because i cared about the little girl that was missing and and or we can't talk about that because it makes somebody upset it's just feelings crap and it goes both both ways everybody's like worried Yeah. yeah, don't offend criminals. Don't offend criminals, Daryl. That's the reigning uh, topic in Judeo-Christianity, right? Uh, be nice to criminals, yeah, but, but don't be nice to uh, missing girls, okay? Because it might offend a criminal. Here, uh, c- uh, continuing with the story. This uh, this mansion had a swimming pool and parking for more than 20 cars. The transaction has not been previously reported, and Black Lives Matter's leadership had hoped to keep the house's existence a secret, said Campbell, who said he had seen leaked internal memos, emails, and messages about the heretofore unknown real estate purchase. BLMGNF, which means the Global Something Foundation, reportedly spent some $90 million in donations acknowledged in its 2020 impact report to purchase the campus in Sika, uh, some of the $90 million, to, uh, to purchase the campus in secretive and contorted ways that Campbell says blur or cross boundaries between the charity and private companies owned by some of its leaders Unquote. Okay, so, so they had ninety million. Yeah, they had taken ninety million in donations and used six million of it to buy this estate. Okay, wow. This is how and, the and, you know, operate. Yeah. Wouldn't it be such a bad story if it came out that they they bought sixty hundred thousand uh, dollars helms for for families? Right. Yeah. No. Uh, no, 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 it no. shows their decadence and their disrespect for uh, right. good people that gave them money. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, BLM has consistently said exposés such as the New York Post story revealing Culler's purchase of four homes for three point two million in twenty twenty one could lead to her murder. Oh, don't talk about me. Don't talk about my corruption. It might cause somebody to kill me. <laughs> right? This is the type of logic that these corrupt bail on people use, right? Yeah. So it's a... The, the BLM's leaders appear conscious of the fact that competing claims over whether the campus would be open to a bevy of public artists and creators are kept under rigid security to uh, uh, contain internal contradictions. Campbell reports that the memo states holes in the security story, used in public YouTube videos. Okay, so anyway, the, the, and the, in addition to this. Uh, the the female leaders of Black Lives Matter have also gone on record uh, claiming that they are voodoo practitioners. 
okay? Satanists. They're actually Satanists. And, of course, mass media has not mentioned this either. Okay, so if you get attacked by Black Lives Matter, you got tons of information, tons of information against them. And uh, but, but then, you know, let's see how they respond. Okay, let's see how they respond to your candidacy. Okay, yeah. So back to you. So what else is on your agenda? Well, the the Russian uh, television is reporting that it's World War Three now. Okay, uh, five hundred uh, dead on this ship, and and. Was it a? Uh, they have these Neptune drones that they're like a torpedo, except it's like a remote control torpedo, you know. And and uh, they can lay in wait for years, I guess. They have an electric battery or something. They sit on the bottom of the ocean and then they act. Is this what sunk the ship or what? But Russia has came out and said any uh, foreign weapons is an act of war. So. If we give them this $800 million in weapons or shipments cross the border, they're going to target them is what they're saying now, which is going to really make this thing go hot. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, it's not good. It's, 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 it's really bad. I followed it really closely from the beginning, and I followed, I, I followed that Russell Texas Bentley. I, I did send him a message saying he should get on the show with you. Okay. Uh, and yeah. but he's he's in the war zone. He he did a video where he picked up a pregnant woman and they took her to the her and the boyfriend to a safe haven for her to have the baby. She'd been out on a farm or something hiding away from the war zone and he went out there and got her and he's filming out his window of the minivan driving on this road that has literally has landmines set on it. Wow. Yeah, he's yeah. in the real wars, uh, and I pray that God protects him because he's he's a good guy that went over there, and he's not being a mercenary for America. He left America, denounced his American citizenship. That's his right. business. Yeah, and he's became a Russian citizen, and he's fighting for the traditional Russian family. He became an Orthodox Christian, so he's like a Catholic. He became he became a member of the church. He married a Ukrainian woman, and he's fighting there for those people. He's not he he's been present when they dug up. Uh, bodies from war crime, real war crimes that RT has covered. And so uh, kudos to that guy. And yeah. so I followed this closely. And then the, there's the history of, uh, of you know, the wall falling down in the 89. I was out of high school then. And, and so I, I followed a lot of, the, I've always found history and government uh, interesting, important. I found other things interesting too, like girls and guns and running around, you know, uh, but uh, I've always found that history is important, and it's our most important thing to, yeah. to know because we're doomed to repeat it, like they say. Right. And uh, it's just outrageous that the the uh, freedom has slipped. And, and these people could get us in a nuclear war. I, I don't want my children living under the threat of a nuclear war. We have had the nuclear deterrence. I've listened to some uh, missileer. A uh, guy that uh, I've listened to a couple of them. There's one running. He's running for governor of New Mexico. He did an interview with the Canadian prepper. And if you have a bad mental evaluation or if you go to the dentist, they won't let you go down to the to do the missiles and turn the keys, you know, to send the send right. the nuclear bombs Press to kill millions button. of people. And, <laughs> right. Yeah, but well, he talked about the strength. He talked about the strength of the nuclear deterrence, which does make 
sense to me since we live in a nuclear age and we uh, right. America does have enemies. But okay. we have so laid down to the Chinese right. that if 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 they they say all the ships are are stacked up at Singapore empty that China is in lockdown. Right. Are they reserving their stuff for war? I'm very concerned. They're saying that the uh, prepared food, there's no uh, the prepared food. The people that make the freeze dry food is out of food, and that uh, yep. there's going to be a food crisis around the world. America is going to have to start taking care of itself again. Right. No, no, and, we got to send our food to China, right? <laughs> Whose economy is collapsing, by the way, because well, of we got to be in their business. We don't have to be in their business. Yeah, no, well, and, and China's in our business. Yeah. That's the problem, right? But the Bidens are siding with China against America. That's the problem. Okay, the Bidens are These full of running around free and ruling our country, ruled yeah. by the heathen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, homosexuals, sex perverts. Go to my Facebook. Go go to my Facebook and go back. I don't know twenty posts or something. Ted Nugent put up uh, Joe Biden in Congress arguing for crack cocaine laws, saying if you have one this size of a nickel, uh, you're going to prison for five years, and it's mandatory. The judge is sending you crackheads to jail. Right. And then on the split screen, it's got Hunter on the other side smoking his crack pipe, like listening to right. it. Right? Yeah. Well, I mean, it's hilarious. The contents of that, that laptop should be have been made public. In jail. Yeah, the contents of the laptop have been made public. Uh, n- numerous uh, videotaping himself with numerous Chinese prostitutes and uh, etc. Okay, so uh, I mean, uh, why is mass media covering this? Why? Because the ho- whole uh, media empire. What, wasn't in America, even his dead brother? Wasn't he? There are pictures of the dead brother's daughter in the bedroom with him when he's naked or something. I'm not sure. I, I don't recall that. Yeah, I just, there yeah, is. Uh, yeah. There is. Okay. There is. He. The, yeah. yeah. So, uh, he's a sicko. He, he's a sicko. sicko. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. With money. Well, yeah. Well, most people with money are sickos, right? Not all of them, most of them. But here, this is yeah. the story from, uh, well, oh, we, oh, we love Trump.com. Is there a connection between Black Lives Matter and witchcraft? Many say yes. In fact, a BLM founder herself has admitted to practicing the dark arts. Folks, these people don't just think it's fun to dress up in weird costumes and cast spells. They are deadly serious. Let's dig in. Quote, this is from her YouTube channel. Her name is Colors. Uh, C-U-L-L-O-R-S. Perfect name for a, uh, what do you call it, a rainbow coalition? <laughs> Colors. Los Angeles artist, organizer, and freedom fighter. Please, please, freedom fighter. She's a communist. Patrice Cullors is the co-founder of Black Lives Matter, founder of Dignity and Power Now, and a New York Times best-selling author. For 20 years, Cullors has been on the front lines of criminal justice reform and is the founder, and that is for corruption, founder chair of a Los Angeles County ballot initiative. Yes, on R, to obtain subpoena power for the Los Angeles Sheriff's Civilian Oversight Commission and to research community-based alternatives. Okay, so, uh, so anyway, this is kind of giving her background here, all of which was communist-oriented. 
prayer to the Liami is a love letter to Los Angeles and, most importantly, a loving prayer for her brother, Monty. James Baldwin is heard speaking of the American Negro crisis, and Colors reads the yes on our ballot measure she initiated to reform L.A. jails. That is, let all the blacks out, even if they're hardened criminals, okay? So anyway, she says... Uh, that uh, and I saw the video. I've, I've seen this video about a year ago, in which she. Well, <laughs> you, you got to see the video. <laughs> Prayer to the Liami by Patrice Colors. There is now proof that there are very dark forces behind Black Lives Matter. It's not just the blatant Marxism of its founders and leaders. The darkness literally includes summoning dead spirits and allowing them to work through Black Lives Matter leaders. Sounds crazy? BLM bosses admit it. Clues about the true nature of BLM have been available for quite some time. Last month, Black Lives Matter activists terrorized church attendees in Troy, New York, while chanting, Hail Satan. Okay? I'll send you this article if you want. But all you have to do is search for BLM founder admits to practicing witchcraft. This is, this is what uh, you know, Black Lives Matter really is, and very few people know it. Okay? Okay, so this is a, a good point in your platform, especially if BLM attacks you for any reason. Just bring this out. Okay, you there? Yeah, I'm there. I'm oh, just okay. listening. Yeah, okay. So, uh, yeah, and uh, there's more, more, you know, digging up dirt on your, your enemies is, is more, how should I put more effective than promoting love and peace, right? <laughs> yeah, it is. Yeah, it is. So have both in your arsenal. Be one of the few candidates who actually promotes love and peace and then also exposes the evil deeds of your, your adversaries. You know, yeah, a nice mix of both is good. Yeah, this this Eric Schmidt wanted to to build. He supported uh, in 2013 uh, building a, I believe it's 415 million dollar airport in St. Louis that would have ended up being owned by China. Wow! These these Chinese have bought all kinds of land in America, and and. Uh, like Bill Gates is like owns the most farmland in America. I mean, something has to change. That the uh, yeah, well, you it, can't you can't do that. Okay, so why is 1%. he buying farmland? Is he, is he buying farmland to not grow food? So because he wants to murder seven mil, billion people, he wants to murder seven <laughs> billion people. So if he if he runs the farm, it'll grow nothing. Right? It'll grow nothing, and he'll let people starve. That's the plan, right? Okay. This is the, the, the collectivism in uh, Stalinist Russia and in, in the, the, the Holodomor. It's, it's amazing how these people just don't want to look up history at all to see what happened there, how all those people were starved to death. Yeah, that's amazing. Right. So, again, I mean, you could talk. There's so many things that mainstream media fails to cover, and it's deliberate, deliberate cover up. Okay. And, uh, you know, you can, you know, you can promote uh, fake news of uh, Donald Trump. You could still, I think you could still ride his goat, goat tails. I almost said goat tails. <laughs> that would actually be yeah. more accurate. <laughs> that would actually be more well, everyone accurate. Everyone wants his, everyone thinks his endorsement gets them elected. Uh, 
Oh, you no. know, my prediction is he. My prediction is he. He endorses Vicky Hartzler. She's mad him and had pictures with him and everything. And right. I could care less. It's not up to Donald Trump who becomes Missouri's U.S. senator. It's up to Missourians. And I'm certainly not getting out meeting enough people because I, I don't have the money to do it. So right. if anyone wants to donate, I could use the help. Yeah. Uh, so, and uh, what I'm trying to do, I'll keep. I'll keep. Uh, fighting until the primary if right. anyone wants to support me or help me i need flyers and and uh yeah. anything would be helpful yeah uh, well uh, give your address out and uh, how people can support you go ahead it's uh shell city missouri and it's oh my gosh and your trailer home sits uh, around the bend from shell city to kansas city somewhere right <laughs> I can see you're a very busy, uh, what's a uh, Mr. Mom, right? That, uh, but, uh, yeah, so, uh, uh, you don't have. So the a, address is the address is Shell City, Missouri. Okay. PO box 77, six, four, seven, eight, three. Okay. No home address and, necessary. Oh, it's, you got a PO box. Okay. P- I have a PO box. It's okay. PO box 77, Shell City, Missouri. And that's S C H E L L City, uh-huh. and the zip code is four. Or I'm sorry, the zip code is six four seven eight three. Okay, all right. Uh, and uh, then my phone. If you go to my Facebook or my YouTube channel, uh, my email is public and my phone number is public. Okay. And uh, I've been getting a whole, daily now. I'm getting like ten text messages, and I think it's these advertising people and people right. that are putting. Uh, the 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 internet is uh trying to downgrade me so if you see look me up please click on something uh click on it so it it stays in the algorithm that my name stays up there because okay. uh, there's links to jeffrey winehouse and uh this guy matt thompson a video i like from last year that's really good it's about 30 minutes long i don't know if you ever watched it but it's very informative about missouri politics about our governor pardoning 22 campaign finance people and then they seal their names so we're not allowed to know who they are if it was an innocent person if it was an innocent person the governor would be proud hey my staff researched this case and this was an injustice and i'd like everyone to know we set set it right and there's none of that no it was yeah we're not allowed to know who they were yeah and the the current attorney general mr chinese airport he tells matt thompson i don't work for you, I defend the police and work for the state. Huh? Okay. You don't work for the state when it comes to Jeffrey's freedom and liberty. That's right. When that Trump, that trumps, the Trump, trumps everything. <laughs> right. Uh, yeah. Trumps uh, everything. It, uh, a man's freedom. Right. So, Absolutely. Yeah. And I, well, there's no regard yeah. for freedom by these politicians today, none whatsoever. You know, so uh, it's about time for the American people to wake up. And you live in the show me state. And if you show the people of Missouri how corrupt things really are and uh, how mass media has covering up all these stories and uh, how these politicians are literally getting away with murder and rape and all kinds of corruption. And if you talk about it, uh, well, what about uh, when's your campaign, uh, what's the uh, primary coming up? Because you're supposed to get equal time on mass media. Off- Go ahead. Oh, well, yeah, on August 2nd. And, you know, uh, 
I don't think anyone's called me or wants to talk to me, Eli, because I'm too much of a handful. I'm right. <laughs> blessed that you've had me, you've had me on, and you you've taught me a lot about talking and being interviewed and stuff. Because I've never really done that. I'm not afraid to get up and talk to people or get out and give them flyers yeah, give, and give them hell. And, and <laughs> right. What's that? Give them hell. Right. Yeah, and give them hell. Yeah. And uh, yeah, uh, I I would like to get equal time, and I would like to 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 debate with those people, not attack them, and and not attack. You know, my wife she didn't like me calling uh, Billy Long Porky Pig, but I I was in Springfield, <laughs> and this old guy that is like a hundred years old that had this auto shop I was at, and and Billy Long. This is several years ago. Had came into government, and he'd been. He said, "Oh, I know that auction here." That's Porky Pig. We call him Porky Pig because, <laughs> right. you, you know, if you watch a cartoon. So it's not like real cruel, but no, uh, no. I, didn't, I didn't come up with it. My I didn't come up with it myself. Yeah, go Brandon. Kind of a, yeah, go Brandon. Uh, right? Go Brandon. Yeah, let's go, Brandon. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. he's a big he's a big Biden hater. He he. Oh really? After, he's a. He's an oil and gas guy. They want oil and gas, you know. Oh, okay. Which I, I'm for that too. Uh, I, I put a, I put a, a picture up today. Some it was a an eagle hit, and it said that the the windmill company was charged with killing 150 eagles. If we shoot an eagle, they're protected. You can go to prison for that. Right. Because uh, that one time they were about extinct. Yeah. Uh, the 50s, maybe early 60s or something like that, but. Uh, it yeah. said if there was oil on this bird, it would be all over that mass media. Right. It, exactly. It, since it's taken out, since they're taken out, I thought it was really good. That's why I reposted it, is that it really says the message of this renewable energy. How renewable is it when it takes lots of oil to erect those, yeah. when it kills wildlife? Right. And to charge uh, electric cars, it takes coal and oil-fired plants, right? Yeah. No, yeah. It's not, nothing is free, folks. And, uh, and alternative energy to so-called renewable, well, oil is renewable, no doubt about that. It's not a resource that goes away. It, it keeps on making itself constantly, so we'll never run out of oil, okay? That was a fable created by the oil companies so they could pretend it's a non-renewable resource, but it is. There's so much oil under the ground, they don't know what to do with it. The problem they have is how to keep the price down, <laughs> right, by, by not producing so much. That's really what it's all about, Okay. Yeah, and so, uh, but batteries, uh, electric cars are a, a disaster in the making. You know, uh, all of these so-called uh, environmental-friendly sources of energy come at a price, okay, which, of course, the industry and the global warming industry don't tell you about, okay? They don't yeah, tell I you thought about. we were in Afghanistan for the lithium, and then we run out of there. We have all this uh, treasure, all these these lives that mattered, uh, uh, young men and American women that went there and died and we got nothing to show for it. And we left them all kinds of armaments. And that's what victors are supposed to do in wars, take the spoils. And I, I mean, uh, we just give them more money. We spend money to uh, make war against them. Then we give them our money (laughs) after the war is over. Right. Well, who won? Who wins? Yeah, they certainly. did. Yeah, certainly. Well, not I don't know. Nobody actually, when you think of the death toll, the uh, 
You know, how yeah. wrong was Whoopi Goldberg whenever she said it's the crimes that humanity do? You, we can just leave out the the debate on what uh, Germany, yeah. the German situation she was talking about. But she certainly had it correct whenever she said the things that humanity does to each other. Right. And that's why she got in trouble. It wasn't because she said something bad about the Jews. It was because right. she was telling the truth. Right. Well, I mean, you look at what's happening with the face mask situation. Even now, after the mandates have been lifted, and I hear rumors that they're going to be in, in, you know, put in place again, in certain states anyway. But what about marginalization of anti-vaxxers? They're the, they're the new, quote-unquote, Jews who are destined for concentration camps if they don't obey, right? That's how easy it is to marginalize people, okay? Yeah, we're, yeah. Uh, I saw that on Facebook that people, like, put pictures on their Facebook uh-huh. saying, I got the va- I'm proud, I got the vaccine. They want to, <laughs> like, put it in your face that they got it and they're proud of it. Right, yeah. and I think they put. I think there were placebos of it put out that didn't hurt anyone, so they they could, sure. you know, yeah, like so Biden. they could control the the damage control. You know, you can't just like murder everyone right away. Yeah, you have to have placebos yeah. so some people survive and say, okay, you see, it it didn't kill everybody. <laughs> the law right. enforcers, the, that's the ones the cops probably got. Yeah, right. Right, you know, they made a deal. Okay, we'll pretend to take the shot, Mayor Mayor of Chicago. Right, Lori Lori Ledfoot. Right, yeah. So, so give me your uh, zip code again. I'm going to put your address. It's Box 77, Shell City, Missouri. And what's the zip code? Six four seven. Okay. Eight three. Eight three six four seven eight three, okay. I just put that in the chat room, and so uh, Thank yeah, you, yeah, yeah. So uh, you're you're fighting an uphill battle, but I think for the long haul, you know, maybe uh, if uh, you know if some maybe maybe some millionaire <laughs> will come along and make a big donation. We'll see, but uh, go for it. Absolutely, go for it. Don't don't be dissuaded. And, uh, well, even without any money, I will uh, I will uh, follow through to the finish, even with uh, without any money. I mean, that could make it a lot nicer, and I could maybe get some help, and right. uh, uh, which would be good. But I, I'm certainly, as you know, Jeffrey's in prison. I have no reason to give up, and even if I lose the Senate race, uh, uh, I will continue to advocate yeah. for Jeffrey. And I said to myself, yeah. I was thinking today. That you know what, if I didn't win, I think this is something I might study, and it's a it's a six year uh, position, and I could always have the opportunity to run again. Now I'd be, I'll be a whole lot older. My kids will be a lot older, so I would have more time, and I could yeah. have I could, uh, uh, I could maybe what? try to get a paralegal degree or something. Right, uh, sure. But that, what is something that's on paper? It's really, I, yeah. I saw this uh, the senator from. Uh, California. I can't say. I can't think of his name. It's like he's a, a, a Spanish or Italian or something. But it's uh, yeah. Feinstein and uh, this other guy. But he just has like a degree in technology or something. And now he and he was Secretary of State of uh, of California. Now certainly should be educated and and uh, but it's oversight. The U.S. Senate is about oversight, and they're supposed to be some of the wisest people in our government and we can judge for ourselves that we do not have 
the wisest people in and Trump, he's supposed to oh he hires all the best people. He just had horrible people in his cabinet. Bob Barr, Bob Barr. When I heard that, I was like, Bob Barr is is his attorney general, and uh-huh. then the other guy who was the the first guy he had from Georgia, uh, and right away he's going to go after people for marijuana. I mean, it's just it's just right. re- just distraction and do nothing for right. uh, the people. Right. Now, I don't know if this is happening in Missouri, but it's happening a lot in California. Even though the states have, uh, many states have ruled uh, medical marijuana to be legal, nevertheless, the feds are prosecuting uh, the same people who are, uh, you know, be, uh, who are legal in the states, okay? And so this double standard has to be erased, okay? Especially for medical marijuana, which does work for a lot of people. Okay, they're not taking it to get high. They're taking it to heal pain because it's a really good painkiller, which does not is not sold by Big Pharma, <laughs> right? So, yeah. Uh, yeah, very important. Now, one more thing about Black Lives Matter. Uh, who? What's the name of the black guy who was trying to educate uh, mortgagees about the mortgage racket and how the, the mortgage companies deprive people of their homes through, through Andrew, fraud? Tro- Android, and. Anthony Troy Williams. He's on the Year of Jubilee right. website. Okay. Uh, now, has Black and, Lives uh, Matter done anything for him? Uh, no. No, yeah. hell no. Okay. Yeah. So point out no. the hypocrisy there. The Black because Lives- they have no power. The truth is Black Lives Matter has no power. They let them tear up the country, yeah. and they let them get all these donations. Now they're going to give them a little bit of a spanking over the $6 million. That's what I mean. Why isn't Mark McClowski talking about this? Instead, he's just talking about, yeah. oh, I'm forgetting women ultrasounds. Hey, yeah. uh, how about uh, I, I got all kinds of hateful people that put smiley faces. I put Judge Napolitano up the other day because – Another state has nullified abortion, and he talked about the Tenth Amendment. Yes. And regardless of what you think of him, he's a pretty cool guy. He's a, a, a staunch Catholic, okay. and he thinks life. He believes life begins at conception, conception right. even though he's a libertarian. And uh, so uh, good for him. He should become a remnant Catholic. Right. And uh, this is okay. my opinion. But he, I got hateful comments, you know, because. Uh, and people laughing because I said we can nullify abortion in Missouri yeah, with absolutely uh, with yeah. the 10th Amendment and states' rights. And as U.S. Senator, I would advocate for all states to have their states' rights and that we – I saw someone – a meme, uh, it, it was like uh, Kermit the Frog, and he was saying, if you don't like my, my meme and you want to – unfriend me you should think about it because we just really know each other on the internet so i really don't mm. have any you don't have any reason to have a problem with me right yeah right yeah. <laughs> so leave me alone yeah. go to another channel uh <laughs> shut up go yeah. do something else and i i have a problem myself of doing that right. but really that's i think that's a principle of freedom so we can all get along sure and and sure. Uh, uh, no the left doesn't believe in getting along they can't even get along I, with each I, other. Yeah. I heard another young guy say we need to not be fighting amongst ourselves. That's right. That we should be talking about ideas. We should right. be talking about ideas because yeah, uh, yeah. The, the the year of Jubilee, I had a guy call me for Jeffrey the other day. He's still part of the thing. 
Yeah. He said, I know you had a falling out with them. And I said, yeah, I feel bad about it. I think it's alpha males. Uh, and there's a lot, a lot of good Patriot, all the people in the Patriot movement are good people. I don't think there's any bad ones in there. There's yeah. some that might be misled. There's some phonies. There's know, a few like, phonies. Yeah. I had someone comment on my nuclear war stuff that the ETs have disconnected the nuclear bombs. Well, I'm not oh, willing really? to depend on the ETs. Uh, uh, I'm right. going <laughs> to depend on Jesus and hope Jesus is uh, uh, protecting right. yeah. us. And, play, and yeah. yeah, he's yeah. going to protect his remnant of uh, believers and yeah. and uh, not let us it's not aliens yeah, but right. <laughs> I, I just left the, i just left the comment i just left the comment because well, it wasn't mean or it, it just said the ets have disconnected the nuclear weapon <laughs> and I was like, okay, okay. Right. Yeah. Uh, i didn't respond because yeah. yeah. well, i don't maybe, have an argument for that maybe, but, maybe if you uh, go for that uh, david ike could give you a contribution <laughs> yeah yeah all right, right. okay <laughs> daryl very good yeah uh by all means have fun with this have fun with this because thank you're you for part. having yeah. me all right and uh all right. Okay. Take care. We'll we'll talk to you soon. Yeah. Okay. Thank you to Eurofolk Radio. You okay. guys have a, a, a blessed day. Amen. Thanks, thanks. Same to you. All right, folks. We're going to have a quick break. We're going to play some music. Uh, this song is called Armageddon because wow, are we ever facing Armageddon? Here we go.
That song was called Armageddon, and uh, if you've been paying attention, Armageddon is already here. (laughs) It's already here, and all those people who think they're going to be raptured are going to be sorely disappointed because, man, how much worse can it get before you realize that there is no rapture? All these people who believe that uh, the rapture is going to occur soon or whenever— Wow, you know, how much worse will it have to get before you realize that that rapture theory is fake, right? Just along with everything else. All right, so welcome back. This is part two of tonight's show, and it's going to be about the contagion myth. And (laughs) this is from an excellent website that I discovered actually uh, earlier today, seeing what kind of how should I put it, intelligence there is uh, on the Internet with regard to contagious diseases, germ theory, etc. And this particular website has a number of really outstanding articles that, uh, you know, from uh, all different points of view, but uh, primarily the, uh, you know, what I would call the patriotic right-wing common sense point of view. And it is the contagion myth and We have been telling people here on Eurofolk Radio since the beginning of the uh, uh, scamdemic that there there is no vaccine that's going to cure any disease because vaccines cause disease. They don't cure disease. So this is an article called The Contagion Myth and Germ Theory Hoax for Dummies. Okay, by truthscrambler.com. Okay, and I don't know if this book is available uh, at your local bookstore where they have all these uh, books, you know, uh, computer programming for dummies, right? Algebra for dummies, etc., etc. But uh, let me put this uh, article in the chat room because this is this article is the real deal folks oh yeah okay i I just i just put it in there sorry all right so let's get to it the contagion myth the satanic elite oh i like the way this starts out the satanic elite running the show behind covid are hoping that the populace remains dummies with regard to the germ theory And germs are just that, a theory. This post will be a brief expose on what I've learned over the past few months regarding germs and viruses and the truth about what makes us sick. Everyone needs to know this. It's the only way we are to avoid plunging into a new normal of medical apartheid, how about medical tyranny, and the loss of nearly all freedoms, assuming one wants to avoid routinely getting jabbed with a dose of poison, vaccines. And as Daryl and I were discussing, it's amazing how many people are still wearing their masks even after mandates have been dropped because they want to be good zombies. To understand how germs became such a fixed part of our culture, pun intended, let us go back to the 19th century with the birth of modern bacteriology and Robert Koch, K-O-C-H, of Deutsch, not Koch, Mayor Koch of New York City, pronounced it Koch, but the Germanic pronunciation is Koch, Koch's postulates and how they are ignored. The Contagion Myth, a book by Dr. Tom Cowan, 
is one of the most important and clearly written exposés on this subject post-COVID. He introduces Koch's postulates, quote, Heinrich Hermann Robert Koch, 1843 to 1910, is considered one of the founders of modern bacteriology. He created and improved laboratory technologies for isolating bacteria and also developed techniques for photographing bacteria. His research led to the creation of Koch's postulates, a kind of UPPBT, not know what that stands for, UPPBT for disease, which consists of four principles linking specific microorganisms to specific diseases. Koch's postulates are as follows. One, the microorganism must be found in abundance in all organisms suffering from the disease but not found in healthy organisms. Now, that's very important. He used the word abundance, which because the fact is that virtually every germ under the sun can be found in our bodies at all times. But they haven't grown to the point where they take over the immune system, and the immune system doesn't know how to fight back. Okay? But here, I would say, the microorganism is not the primary cause of disease. This is simply a correlation between you know, what you see on the microscope and the person who has the illness. The, uh, the subject of whether or not the microorganism is attacking your cells and killing your cells as a, in a kind of warfare, or whether the toxicity created by the microorganism is the real culprit, what's really causing the disease. And if that's the case, then uh, you know, the only way a, uh, what do you call it, an antibiotic can help you is by killing the organism that's creating the toxin. So why don't you just attack the toxin and get rid of the toxins? But, of course, the medical profession must have the theory of bacteria causing disease because that would, that justifies all of their proactive, that is, uh, interfering in their inter, interference in our body's health mechanisms, okay? And, of course, we know that these vaccines that they've produced are actually destroying our immune systems, not assisting in our wellness, okay? So let me repeat number one. The microorganism must be found in abundance, very important word, that word, in abundance, in all organisms suffering from the disease but not found in healthy organisms. But it will be found in healthy organisms if you look hard enough. There just aren't enough of them to create enough toxin to poison you. Okay, number two, the microorganism must be isolated from a diseased organism and grown in a pure culture, okay? Well, the PCR test doesn't do that. <laughs> the PCR test is based on a uh, algorithm. It's, a, it's based on a computer simulation of a, a, a microorganism that is supposed to be in your body, but they have never even found it. Okay, that's the reality behind COVID, folks. That's really what's going on. So, but nevertheless, you have to isolate it. And none of these PCR tests have ever isolated COVID-19. Absolutely not. Okay, so uh, let's continue. The cultured microorganisms should cause disease when introduced into a healthy organism. Okay, that is what Jenner... 
and Pasteur both claimed that they were able to do by injecting the microorganism, uh, cowpox, uh, whatever, whatever disease they happen to be working with, that they claimed that when they injected this substance into volunteers, sometimes they weren't volunteers, right, into patients, let's put it that way, that they claimed that uh, they caused this disease. Well, we'll find out that they were lying to us. Number four, the microorganism must be re-isolated from the now-diseased experimental host, which received the inoculation of the microorganisms and identified as identical to the original specific causative agent. And here again, Big Pharma is not doing, and especially the vaccine corporations, have not done any of this. They have not done any of this. And the fact is that uh, Dr. Kaufman has gone on record and expressed his amazement that your average doctor graduating from medical school today has never even heard of Koch's postulates. So that being the case, that's proof positive that they're not educating doctors in real science. They are just pushing drugs, pushing vaccines. Okay, so here is uh, the, what uh, Dr. Cowan, and I believe he's a chiropractor. If all four conditions are met, you have proven the infectious cause for a specific set of symptoms. But here, it goes to show again that chiropractors know more about medicine than MDs. This is the only way to prove causation. Interestingly, even Koch could not find proof of contagion using his postulates. He abandoned the requirement of the first postulate when he discovered carriers of cholera and typhoid fever who did not get sick. Like I said, we are all carriers. But not all of us get sick. Why? Because our immune systems are handling it. So what's the, what's the key? The key is to have a proper diet, uh, take plenty of vitamins and minerals, you know, especially vitamin C and zinc. That will boost your immune system's power to destroy actually what they destroy. Now, the, there are, I think, bacteria that are certain uh, immune cells destroy. They engulf them. They eat them up like Pac-Man. But primarily, the immune system is in the business of getting rid of the toxins that these bacteria put out okay so there is a toxicity war going on in your body constantly and if you over toxify yourself you're going to lose that battle and get very ill all right and if you do this repeatedly then uh, you, you may just die okay so let's continue in fact, bacteriologists and virologists today believe that Koch's sensible and logical postulates, quote, have been recognized as largely obsolete by epidemiologists since the 1950s, unquote. Okay, well, that's why they don't teach it. But even though these are very common sense rules for determining whether or not a particular organism does cause disease. And of course, they don't do this. So they are not used today. And yet they are clearly the only way to prove that a germ is truly contagious, says the author. That is correct. Louis Pasteur, a fraud. Pasteur, father of modern germ theory, ignored Koch's postulates in his experiments to prove contagion. Cowan writes, quote, 
Pasteur did this type of experiment for 40 years. He found sick people, claimed to have isolated a bacterium, gave the pure culture to animals, often by injecting it into their brains, and made them sick. As a result, he became the celebrity scientist of his time, faded by kings and prime ministers, and hailed as a great scientist. His work led to pasteurization, a technique responsible for destroying the integrity and health-giving properties of milk. His experiments ushered in the germ theory of disease, and for over a century, this radical new theory has dominated not only the practice of Western medicine, but also our cultural and economic life. And I would point out that the healthiest populations on Earth are very isolated, naturally living people like the Hunza in the Himalayas, who have no access to big pharma whatsoever, and they live to be 120 years old. We have an island in Japan where the same story applies. There's places in Africa and even in the United States, if you believe it. There are places where people live to be over 100 years old on a regular basis, and they don't rely on doctors. That's the problem in America. We rely too much on big pharma and allopathic medicine. So what's going on here? America has, I think it's 5% of the world's population. But we take 45% of the world's pharmacia. So why are we so sick? We used to be a healthy country. That was before big pharma and mass media started feeding us lies about vaccines and all of their health-destroying processes. Okay? Yes. Okay, so he continues. In 19, uh, oh, I may have missed this here. His experiments ushered in the germ theory of disease, and for over a century, this radical new theory has dominated not only the practice of Western medicine, but also our cultural and economic life. Amen. In 1914, Professor Gerard Geisen of Princeton University published an analysis of Pasteur's notebooks, which revealed that Pasteur had committed massive fraud in all his studies. Are you surprised? I'm not surprised. But nobody knows this. Of course, MDs are never informed of this. Uh, We'll find out the title of this book uh, further on. But this is Mr. Gerard, or Gerard Geisen of Princeton University. For instance, when he said that he injected virulent anthrax spores into vaccinated and unvaccinated animals, he could trumpet the fact that the unvaccinated animals died, but that was because he also injected the unvaccinated animals with poisons. In the notebooks, Pasteur states unequivocally that he was unable to transfer disease with a pure culture of bacteria, Quote, uh, or parentheses, he obviously wasn't able to purify viruses at that time, and parentheses. In fact, the only way he could transfer disease was to either insert the whole infected tissue into another animal. He would sometimes inject ground-up brains of an animal into the brain of another animal to prove contagion, or resort to adding poisons to his culture, which he knew would cause the symptoms in the recipients, okay? This is the type of medical fraud that has 
characterize allopathic medicine from the very beginning, folks, from the very beginning. And it has only gotten worse in the last century and a half. He admitted that the whole effort to prove contagion was a failure, leading to his famous deathbed confession, quote, the germ theory is nothing, the terrain is everything, unquote. In this case, terrain refers to the condition of the animal or person and whether the animal or person had been subject to poison, unquote, not germs, okay? And... A few weeks ago, I, I did a study of, you know, well, are there any diseases that actually document bacteria attacking healthy cells in a kind of war between the invading organism and the healthy tissue of your body? And so the one disease I thought might qualify was what's, what's called uh, uh, flesh-eating bacteria. So given that name, flesh-eating bacteria, I said, okay, well, this has got to be the one. They're, they're, the name says they're actually these bacteria are actually eating your flesh, right? So I investigated the situation, and well, lo and behold, the article I read on the subject said, well, actually, it doesn't eat flesh. <laughs> but whatever happens is apparently the toxins are so potent that they destroy the cells of your own body. So they said that that flesh-eating concept is false. That's not really what happens, okay? So the medical community even admits that's the case for flesh-eating disease. All right, let's continue. So to sum up, the only way he was able to make it seem like injecting a suspect bacteria into another organism to make them sick was also by injecting the cell culture or organism with poisons. This fails to follow the basic rule of an experiment, one variable at a time, something a seventh grader can understand. But to this day, his deception, backed by the satanic elite, has held its ground and become common knowledge and the basis of pathology. The word knowledge there is in quotation marks. Next heading, what really makes us sick? Eastern medicine, like Chinese and Ayurvedic, never speak of contagion, but simply of imbalances in the system. Western terrain medicine, too, names only four causes of all illness and disease. One, poisons and toxins in our food, air, or water. Two, starvation, including simply poor nutrient quality in available food. Three, an insult or injury to the tissue. Four, psychological injury or trauma because the psyche and emotions are more tied to physical health than most realize. Nevertheless, you will run into doctors who tell you, you know, you got a disease, but uh, we can't find any evidence of what you got, so it must be all in your mind. On the first point, toxins, some of these do indeed come from certain strains of bacteria. Most common example of this being food poisoning. But it's not the proliferation of bacteria on the rotting food that makes you sick. It's the toxins that the bacteria poop out when they eat dead or rotting flesh, not living cells. Which is, of course, their job in nature as a decomposer, okay? So these germs, so-called, are actually doing their job of acting as cleanup. They're a cleanup crew. But if there's too many of them, 
and they create a lot of toxins, which is what they do. They create a lot of toxins while they're cleaning up the dead material, and they're pooping out more toxin than your than your immune system can handle. Well, guess what? You got the quote unquote flu. That's how it really works. Continuing. And in Pasteur's experiments with cell cultures, the only way he made it seem like bacteria were killing the cells was by either poisoning or starving the cells first. Then the bacteria did what they were programmed to do to digest the dead, rotting cells and poop out toxins. In the microbiome of a healthy individual, most of, if not all, of the toxin waste produced by the bacteria is safely excreted in feces. Uh, is he talking about our feces? Yeah, the body is designed to, uh, to get rid of all this stuff and, uh, you know, by various means. Urine, feces, the, uh, even uh, your breath and uh, your uh, sweat glands uh, get rid of all these things as a natural part of the immune system. Here in my hometown, there is a lake nearby that we were are warned not to swim in or let our dogs drink from due to toxic amounts of blue-green algae. However, it is most likely due to a pollutant or trash dumping into the lake that made this algae proliferate and produce the toxin in the first place. Thus, the algae, uh, like the red tide, that often happens in the Gulf of Mexico. The, I think the Alabama football team is named after that red tide. Yuck! Thus, the algae itself is not the primal cause, but only a secondary symptom, if you will, of an imbalance in nature. The same is true for all modern diseases that appear to come from viruses or bacteria, quote-unquote germs, in other words. Cholera is a good example of this. The disease is not caused, as the medical literature says, by the bacteria, vibro cholerae, but rather this strain of bacteria eats the sewage that builds up in the drinking water of countries with poor sanitation, and the bacteria poops out toxic material. This toxic material in the drinking water is what causes cholera. Now, I also did a show in which I talked about how the blankets given to the American Indians by the colonists that were, were covered with cholera uh, supposedly killed the Indians, right? So I investigated that story, and I found out that story was a lie. <laughs> the blankets didn't cause disease after all. And the, the so-called uh, contagion and or epidemic is just another piece of medical fiction. Okay, folks, you think uh, Trump was talking about fake news, fake media? What about fake medicine? That's the real problem in the world today is fake medicine. And, of course, fake Israelites who run all these fake medicine corporations. Okay, let's continue. The toxic material in the drinking water is what causes cholera. Thank you very much. Quote, a simple thing like strep throat, says Dr. Kaufman, streptococcus, which they say causes this illness, is a normal bacteria present in our body. If you did a throat culture on 100 people without a strep throat and 100 with strep throat, you'd find a lot of positives in both groups because streptococcus is normal to live in your throat. So how can you say it causes the disease? 
More likely, the strain of bacteria in those with strep throat is actually responding to the immediate cause of strep-like symptoms, say an insult or injury to the tissue, or the presence of toxins. It is actually working to eat and digest the dead tissue in the infected area. And what does the doctor do? He gives you antibiotics, which kill the same bacteria that are working to make you better, right? You see how backward modern medicine has become in many areas. It's always been this way. It's always been backward. But they make outrageous claims that vaccines work, that uh, germ theory is real, etc., etc. In fact, I'm reminded, I've talked about this several times, that uh, when uh, Ignaz Semmelweis, who was an MD in Vienna, oh, this had to be early 1800s, that uh, he realized that doctors performing birth, giving birth in hospitals, were transferring a disease from one patient to another. And he realized that if the surgeons simply washed their hands between deliveries, the, second, the, the next person in line would not catch the disease. This is science, folks. He drove himself insane when he realized that the medical profession would not listen to him, and they kept doing the same thing and killing more patients, all right? So, all you feminists, all you feminists out there, just look up the story of Dr. Ignatz Semmelweis. Electricity and disease is the next heading. Cowan spent some time on that book making the connections between the installation of new electronic and radio wave technology into society and many of the major plagues that were blamed on contagious germs. Cowan writes, quote, In 1836, Heinrich Schweich, author of a book on influenza, noted that all physiological processes produce electricity and theorized that an electrical disturbance in, of the atmosphere may prevent the body from discharging it. Okay, I guess he's assuming it's static electricity. He repeated the then-common belief that the accumulation of electricity in the body causes the symptoms of influenza. These and other facts about the relationship of influenza to disturbances in electricity came from a remarkable book, the Invisible Rainbow by Arthur Furstenberg, and of course I've done a, a show or two about that book. Furstenberg chronicles the history of electricity in the United States and throughout the world, and the outbreaks of illness that accompanied each step toward greater electrification. The first stage involved the installation of telegraph lines. By 1875, these formed a spider web over the earth totaling 700,000 miles with enough copper wire to encircle the globe almost 30 times. With it came a new disease called neurasthenia. Like, the, but it's all in your mind, <laughs> right? That's what a lot of these patients were told. Like those suffering for today from chronic fatigue syndrome, patients felt weak and exhausted and were unable to concentrate. Sounds like COVID to me. They had headaches, dizziness, tinnitus, floaters in the eyes, racing pulse, pains in the heart region, and palpitations. They were depressed and had panic attacks. 
I would be depressed and have panic attacks if all this was happening to me at once as well. Dr. George Miller Beard and the medical community observed that the disease spread along the routes of railroads and telegraph lines. Okay, is this not a scientific observation, folks, that you and I could make? It often resembled a common cold or influenza and commonly seized people in the prime of life. Yeah, because their body has not adapted to the electricity yet. Ultimately, our bodies do adapt to electricity, but every time a new and heavier and stronger form of electricity is introduced, our bodies have to continue to adapt. But no one teaches this in medical school. In 1889, we marked the beginning of the modern electrical era and also of deadly flu pandemic, which followed the advent of electricity throughout the globe. Said Furstenberg, quote, influenza struck explosively and unpredictably over and over in waves until early 1894. It was as if something fundamental had changed in the atmosphere. During World War I, governments on both sides of the conflict installed antennas, which eventually blanketed the Earth with strong radio signals, and during the latter part of 1918, disaster struck. The Spanish flu afflicted a third of the world's population and killed about 50 million people, more than the Black Death of the 14th century. By the way, the Black Death was also caused by an asteroid or a comet, which affected the atmosphere electrically. To stop the contagion, communities shut down schools, businesses, and theaters. People were ordered to wear masks and refrain from shaking hands. Okay, now that sounds like COVID. Those living on military bases which bristled with antennas were the most vulnerable. A common symptom was bleeding from the nostrils, gums, ears, skin, stomach, intestines, uterus, kidneys, and brain. Many died of hemorrhage in their lungs, drowning in their own blood. Yeah, COVID. Tests revealed a decreased ability of the blood to coagulate. Those close to death often developed that peculiar blue color, which seemed to mark all early fatal cases. Okay? Yeah, because their blood was not getting enough oxygen. Health officials were desperate to find a cause. A team of physicians from the U.S. Public Health Service tried to infect their 100 healthy volunteers at a naval facility on Gallops Island in Boston Harbor. A sense of frustration pervades the report, written by Milton J. Rosenau, M.D., and published in the Journal of the American Medical Association. Rosenau had built a successful career in public health by instilling a fear of germs overseeing quarantines, and warning the public about the dangers of raw milk. Well, the quarantines are a good idea, right? Because whatever's causing the disease among those affected, they can, by touch, and this is what I've been saying all along, not through uh, air contagion, not contagion through the air, but by touch, transmit the very toxins that, that make your friend or relative sick, okay? He believed that something called Pfeiffer bacillus was the cause, the researchers carefully extracted throat and nasal mucus and even hung material from cadavers and transferred it to the throats, respiratory tracts, and noses of volunteers. Quote, we used some billions of these organisms, according to our estimated counts, on each one of the volunteers, but none of them took sick, unquote, he said. 
Then they drew blood from those who were sick and injected into ten volunteers. None of these took sick in any way. So if the new technologies are to be blamed for mass outbreaks, why did they go away? Why didn't Spanish flu continue to take out the entire world, since we are still, after all, blanketed in radio waves, now even worse with 5G? 5G, by the way, was introduced right around the time that COVID hit, and many of the major epicenters are near 5G towers. Okay, folks, this is what's really happening. That's why they're pushing 5G. Oh, it's so convenient. It makes your cell phone more re receiver, you know, more, more friendly. Right, yeah, well, it's going to kill you. So, if, uh, so what's going on? The answer to this question is remarkably enough, the very particle they turned into the culprit, viruses themselves. Viruses are actually exosomes. What viruses really are, if not, what, what are viruses if not a contagion? That's the question. As far as we can tell, they are bits of DNA or RNA with a protein coat. They're just uh, floating bits of uh, cellular material. That's all they are. This supposed strand of DNA or RNA, unique to people displaying symptoms of COVID, quote, unquote, has not been isolated, nor been injected into another healthy organism and made that organism sick with the same symptoms as per Koch's postulates. But as to what viruses actually do, it's far different from what we're told. First of all, they are indistinguishable from exosomes, a particle that is natural to the immune system and part of the normal immune response. From a lecture by Dr. Andrew Kaufman, blaming exosomes for being the cause of disease is like blaming firemen for starting fires or blaming a garbage man for garbage. Just because firemen are always found at the scene of a fire doesn't mean they are the guilty party. Some, the same goes for viruses, which are actually exosomes, which are actually a sign that our immune system response is working. So you don't want to suppress the immune system by making yourself even more toxic. Some people with enough active exosomes will test positive for COVID-19 using the PCR tests. This is because those tests amplify so much cellular material that sometimes that some exosomes will be a match for whatever it is they're looking for. And if you are following along this far, some of these false positives, therefore, will display unique new symptoms like loss of smell, lung issues as a result of the new 5G towers in their area, a bombardment of waves their body has not reached equilibrium with yet, and couple that with the toxins in the food and water, and we have a pandemic or scamdemic on our hands. No need to evoke invisible contagious germs. Okay? They are, after all, invisible. But we asked previously, why didn't previous electronic innovations continue to wipe out the human race if they are responsible for pandemics in the past? To this, an exciting new field of science is beginning to open up, as we are discovering that the very exosomes they are blaming are actually helping to re-equilibrate -equil <laughs> uh, the body from disruption due to electronic frequencies. Plus, our bodies adapt. Our immune system adapts to the situation. And another factor here is that the initial radar installations and radio installations 
we're running way more powerfully, emitting way more electronic radiation than necessary, and those installations gradually phased down their power output, which contributed to you know the disease ending finally. The body is able to adapt and find balance. However, in the initial phase of disruption, we see a spike in death, which the Illuminati attributes to contagion. Mark Tukarski pointed out in a recent post that if viruses are real and work the way they are telling us, we would have gone extinct as a species long ago. There is nothing we can do against an invisible, deadly, self-replicating enemy like that. And what did we do before the age of vaccines? This brings up the main reason for the major PSYOP about viruses, which is to fix in the public's mind the idea that science and new biotech can save them from this horrid, invisible enemy, I would say non-existent enemy, thus making them even more dependent on Big Brother or Big Pharma or Rockefeller-style allopathic medicine. Mark also asks the other simple, obvious question, which is why, if viruses are so deadly to humans, do they not kill other animals, especially mammals who are closest to us physiologically? Surely the same mechanism of action would work in their bodies. But nope, this invisible enemy sure seems to have a vendetta against humans for some reason. And if you watch V for Vendetta, you will see a lot of predictive programming for the world we live in. Now, hint, V is for virus. Actually, I did a research on that movie, which I saw when it came out, and I didn't, you know, I didn't get the hint that uh, there was an actual virus, a viral uh, attack going on. But it turns out the backstory, the plot of the movie indeed was focused on a viral outbreak. Okay, and uh, but the movie itself, the body of the movie, was more political. Continuing, it has even been shown that exosomes can indeed pass from person to person, not to spread disease, but to do the opposite, spread the new adaptive strategy to combat a new disruptive variable like EMF. Extremely, what is it, uh, MF, electro, oh, so electromagnetic frequencies. We learn from each other down to the cellular level. When two people are in love and swap a lot of spit <laughs> while intimate, they are actually sharing information housed in our cells and DNA that goes through our ancestral line. Now you know the real reason for face masks. Nobody really knows how this works, and we can't study it properly until we get this ugly germ theory hoax out of the way. There is, of course, the phenomenon of illnesses seeming to spread. For example, a child brings home the flu, and soon their siblings and parents get it too. Surely you might claim this proves germ theory. However, again, we lack the proper frame of reference to even frame our hypotheses correctly. We have just shown that viruses and bacteria are not in themselves agents of sickness. While we share bacteria all the time with those around us, this bacteria doesn't eat us because our bodies are alive, not rotting flesh. We have also shown that in the case of major outbreaks of plague, all we need is a population exposed to the same stressors, like toxins, EMF, etc. So far, so good, folks. This is a really good article. Really good article. Oops. Uh, okay, getting back. So what we're seeing is 
you know, viruses being blamed for stuff that they never do. Yet sickness, or rather a similar set of symptoms, might break out in a family. But many invisible things pass from person to person. For example, someone yawns in a room, and soon two or three other people yawn. Something has passed invisibly between them to make that urge to yawn contagious. So, so too, is the phenomenon of chickenpox or flu. But in neither case do we need to posit germ particles as the enemy. It's more like something being exchanged in the more subtle psychic and etheric realms. And by the way, a lot of these childhood diseases are absolutely necessary for the f further development of your immune system. And of course, the, the allopathic medicine crowd will never want you to know that. Uh, for example, people who have taken vaccines to prevent chickenpox or smallpox which rarely kills any children. I mean, it's just like overkill to actually vaccinate uh, children for such a, a, a un an undeadly disease. Same is true for COVID, folks. And in a case of exosome spreading, like with the chicken pox, the purpose is to spread the adaptive cellular strategy. And sure enough, people who get chicken pox as children are healthier in the long run. Everyone knows this. An adult who gets chicken pox is 25 times more likely to die. And this is because they were not exposed to the exosomes as a child that would have prepared them for whatever stressor really causes that set of systems, symptoms we call chicken pox. In closing, I was in Target today, waiting in line, next to a giant display of wipes, and once you know that germ theory is a huge part of the satanic agenda, you know why disinfected brands like Dawn claim to kill 99% of germs. It's an upside-down 666. <laughs> okay. Now that's a conspiracy theory. <laughs> okay. Dawn is an anagram of wand because both are claiming to do magic. Very good. I like it. And the numbers or the numerology of the word dawn, it would be true of wand as well, is 23, 26, 4, 13, and it adds up to 66. The references here, the contagion myth by Dr. Tom Cowan, Humanity is Not a Virus by Dr. Andrew Kaufman, Show Me the Virus, a radio interview of Cowan and Kaufman, Fascia by Mark Tukarski, Peace of Mindful Blog, Stefan Lanka dismantles modern virus theory, list of links and resources. So, and they have an audio here of Rudolf Steiner. And rather than go to the next article, I think I'll play what uh, Rudolf Steiner has to say here, because Rudolf Steiner predicted that there would be ep epidemics occurring in the world and the epidemics would be blamed on non-existent viruses. He was very much anti-Big Pharma. So let's give it a listen. Here we go. It is maintained, and perhaps not without a degree of justification, or with some degree of one-sided justification, that orthodox medicine has created a real fear of bacteria. On the other hand, however, investigations have shown that the overall health of the population has improved in recent decades. Advocates of this view 
point profoundly to the percentage reduction in mortality rates in one place or another over the decades. But then there are also those who maintain that it is not so much a matter of considering external circumstances with regard to ill health. For them, the causes which lie within individual human beings are what matter. Their proclivity for certain conditions or whether their lifestyle is sensible or foolish. These people are more likely to point out that while the mortality rate has undeniably declined in recent times, there is nevertheless a shocking increase in the number of people who are ill. Okay, the mortality rate decline is due to sanitation. Plain and simple. I think this, uh, this was written by Steiner either in the early 20s or the late 1890s, something like that. They emphasize the increase in certain specific forms of illness, heart diseases, cancers, illnesses that never used to be mentioned in medical literature, diseases of the digestive organs, and so on. Of course, the reasons given by both the one side and the other must be taken seriously. From a superficial point of view, it cannot be denied that bacteria are the most terrible causes of disease. Superficial. But on the other hand, there is also no denying that individuals are either resistant to the causes of disease or they are not. They are not resistant if they have destroyed their ability to resist through living an inappropriate lifestyle. In olden times, people thought illnesses came from God. Nowadays, they are said to come from bacteria. How can we distinguish between an illness that can be accounted for by external circumstances and an illness for which the whole cause lies within the human organism in a way that makes us think that it has come of its own accord without any external cause? Well, things are not quite so simple. Nevertheless, we are justified in saying that illnesses can occur for which a person may be particularly susceptible on account of his inner disposition. On the other hand, though, there are also many symptoms for which external causes can be discerned. For example, if we break a leg, we have to take external circumstances into account, although there may be other reasons as well. And the same goes for accidents caused by the weather. Conditions in city slums can also to some extent be regarded as external causes. The possibilities are manifold. It is easy to understand why the modern trend in medicine is to see illnesses as having been caused by external circumstances, especially bacteria. Indeed, this has gone so far that one individual with a sense of humor has declared, not without justification, Nowadays, illnesses come from bacteria, just as in days gone by, it was said that they came from God or the devil. <laughs> right? In the 13th century, people the said that God. illnesses came from God. And in the 15th century, they said that they came from the devil. Yeah, there you go. Later still, they thought that the humors were the cause. And nowadays, they are the result of bacteria. Thus have people's views supplanted one another over the ages. Fears conform to popular trends. The fear to which people succumb nowadays closely resembles the medieval fear of ghosts. 
This is our present fear of bacteria. <laughs> These two states of fear are objectively the same. Ideas during the Middle Ages were in keeping with their time, just as our ideas nowadays befit our time. People in medieval times had some belief in the spiritual world, and so, of course, they had a fear of spiritual beings. In modern times, we no longer believe in the spiritual world, so our fear is directed toward physical beings, be they ever so small. Dependence on authority, dread of ghosts, and fear of bacteria. Whatever the age in which one lives, one must be especially skeptical in respect of the authority prevalent in that age. Oh, indeed! Without spiritual insight, one can make serious mistakes in this regard. Trust this big farmers! This is especially the case in one particular field of human culture, namely in the field of materialistic medicine. Here we can see clearly how there is increasing dependence upon whatever those in authority consider to be the standard so that far more dreadful things can result nowadays than were brought about by the much maligned authorities of the Middle Ages. We are in the midst of this already, and it will become ever more pronounced. When people mock the medieval belief in ghosts, one can but ask, quote, Are things any different today? Is there any less fear of ghosts nowadays? Are not people afraid of many more ghosts now? Than Ghostly they were bacteria! Then? Right. Very good. Things are far worse now than anyone can imagine. Think what must be going on in the human soul and soul when we are told, quote, there in the palm of your hand you have 60,000 bacteria. <laughs> Probably more. Scientists in America have calculated the number of bacteria present in a single mustache. Surely such a thing ought to persuade us to say those medieval ghosts were at least respectable ghosts. <laughs> But today's bacterial ghosts are altogether too diminutive, too unsuitable to be regarded with such fear, especially as this fear is now only in its early stages. Mm. For it will lead to a dependence on authority oh. in the field of health, wow. which will be truly dire. Amen. Bacteria are mostly intensively nurtured by a materialistic mindset. Amen. <laughs> Today we shall be dealing with the fact that bacteria can only become dangerous when they are nurtured and cherished. Yes! Bacteria are, are most intensively nurtured when human beings take nothing but materialistic thoughts with them upon entering into the state of sleep. The best way to nurture bacteria is to enter into sleep with nothing but materialistic ideas in mind. Or fear! From out of the spiritual world, the eye and the astral body, then work down into the organs of the physical body, which are neither the blood nor the nervous system. Going to sleep in a materialistic frame of mind is the very best way to nurture bacteria. There you go. Outstanding. Fear of epidemics provides the best habitat for bacteria. There you go. All we have to fear is bacteria, all right? And, of course, the medical profession has done an outstanding job of creating this fear of bacteria. Folks, it's fake. Allopathic medicine is fakery par excellence. 
and yet the whole modern world, because of materialism and lack of faith in, well, common sense, for one thing, but in lack of faith in the uh, remedies that are given to us by Father Yahweh, which are far less expensive than allopathic medicine and far less dangerous. So, thanks for listening. Praise Yahweh, pass the ammunition. Stay healthy and don't trust Big Pharma. Yahweh bless everybody. Take care.